Let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect, and nobody can be perfect, but by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some This is the Four Man's Packers Podcast, coming from B2B Data Guy Studios with your hosts, Spencer Sismanowitz and Kyle Turkowski. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast. This is Spencer, joined with Kyle. Kyle. Hello. All right, there we go, a little bit better. And the Packers are officially the team of destiny. No questions asked anymore. This is it. The refs have it in our favor. The universe has it in our favor. Only good vibes going forward. I think I think this is it. Mm. Moving forward, it's it's uh, Victory Tuesday, right? Yeah. Five and one, baby. Three and zero oh in the division. Wow. When is the last time we have been three and zero oh in the division? It, it's it's kind of sad. Like the last two years, we've just been whatever, and mm-hmm. now and now you know, look, looking at the NFC North standings, be it I feel like lesser teams and lesser fans like. Um, Vikings and Lions fans would always mm-hmm. post like the standings, but seeing us up after top, like, it's week like two. right, exactly. But seeing after now six weeks being up top, it's like okay, this yeah, this feels right again. Everything feels good, and even better being three and zero in the division. Our next divisional game isn't till December fifteenth. Really? Yeah. Damn, two I didn't even months, look. two months to the day. So we got a lot of time to keep building that lead against lesser opponents, since as we know the. We are in the best division in football, so. Right. Um, yeah, it's, and shoot, yeah, we, what, what's the worst record now? The Lions being two? Two, two and one. Yeah. So that's what's wild is they, so with a win, with a win, they're in first place, and with that loss, they're now in last place. Right. Again, I, just a testament to our division. Right, and the NFC East is, like, completely different. You know, a couple, last week we felt good about beating the Cowboys, and now it's looking like, you know, they can't really beat anyone yeah. who's a good team. Yeah. But we can hop right into it. Packers victorious, 22-23. to 23. Uh, Nice little tidbit. It, it's 23-22. to 22. You just got to accept it, man. Um, I'll never. One thing I found interesting, this this is only the 13th time in NFL history that the Green Bay or sorry, that the Green Bay Packers, in NFL history that there was a score of 22-23. to 23. On top of that, Homer, who works for ESPN Milwaukee or whatever, at 5.30 yesterday, he predicted that the Packers would win 22-23. to Really? How fucking bonkers is that? Like, that's like winning the lottery. Yeah, like, because that is, yeah, that's such a bizarre score, like... 20, uh, 22 points. Yeah. It's, because what, what was it, five field goals? Five the field goals and a touch, yeah. But we'll hop right into it, uh, as we do every week. Aaron Rodgers... Third week in a row where it's lights out. This is this is his team. Well, to a lesser extent, it's he's managing he's managing the offense more than ever. But it's taking what's given to him and it's not making yes. mistakes. It's, like that first quarter, he. I mean, I think his. It felt like his first like five or six completions were all the running backs, all the checkdowns. Mm-hmm. He wasn't sitting in the pocket waiting for one of his receivers to get open he was again like you said taking what was given to him and he's i think he's just he doesn't feel so burdened anymore and he's really just 
making the easy play. He seems to be, you know, everything's more in rhythm than it has mm. felt like, at least over the last two years and even the first couple of games, you know, everything wasn't exactly as in sync as it was, you know, as it's been the last few weeks. And we're still playing some pretty decent defenses. Um, yeah, he just took with the with the Packers game that pass to Lazard. We'll eventually get to the Goodness receivers. Gracious. But it's like those those are the moments, you know, like people who play golf. I don't play golf, but you don't really play because you're good, but you play because you you're looking for that one pure hit, that, that one, carries, yeah. that yeah. one beautiful thing that you got going, and that's what brings you brings you back next week. And watching Rogers and that play just in sync right in the breadbasket, oof, mm. beautiful, beautiful. Um, but yeah, Rogers was doing the best he can, and I I don't know what else there is to say about him because it, it, you know what we're gonna get from him at this point. It seems like. Mistake-free football for the most part. I mean, shoot, I, I feel like he's had uh, two red zone interceptions this year, and neither have been his fault. It's nope. been right off the hands, and that kind of helps us just uh, segue right into the pass catchers. That, sh- that Shep interception was very hard to watch. Yeah, not— Very forgettable ga- game for number 10. Yeah, I still— I, I'm kind of hemming and hawing on it. A lot of people want him cut, but it's it's one of those deals where it's— I think I might I might be one of them. During the game, I absolutely was one right. of them. I've cooled down a little bit, but yeah, oh, I don't know how you come back from that, man. The, the punt and Lafleur kind of said it today. They were uh, during the the day after presser. Um, he was more concerned with the punt return, muff. which and again that like the the way he was trying to catch the punt was just I dumbfounded. By that. He yeah, was it was above his head. Yeah, it was dumb. It was one of those things where if he called a fair catch, he probably would have would have caught it. I mean, still not ideal the way you the way you're attacking it, but right. but more so with the catch too or the uh, the, the interception. He slipped and he was still trying to make a play. I think that's more dumb luck than anything. It's not like you know it wasn't a normal drop. It was slipping, trying to make a play, and right. then as as terrible as a drop as you can have because it just bounced right off his head. And into the defenders. Yeah, I saw actually um, Rogers last four interceptions. He's only got that because that was his only what second this year. So dating back to 2017, his last four interceptions are off wide receivers' hands. Uh, yeah, I mean that that sounds right. It's it's one of those things where the media does talk about Rogers, and sure he can be surly at times on the sideline, but man, I mean I think we were all doing the same mean mug to the TV screen whenever you're seeing Shepard or Geronimo on screen where it's mm-hmm. like, come on, just make the plays that are there. Mm-hmm. That's And that's been the MO for this team all year. It's as long as we can just make the plays that are there, nothing exceptional, we're going to we're gonna win ball games. And even yesterday, we were saying it because we actually watched the game together, which we'll see how... First, hell yeah. yeah. Um, uh, where was I going with this? It We, we were playing pretty bad football... But we were the better team. You know, for how bad we played, we should not have been in that game. And right. sure, you, we'll eventually get to the refs. But there, the, the um, I forget what the exact stat was. The two plays that the Lions had on offense. The, 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 the very ones, first play of the game, the flea flicker. Th- that combined for uh, 130 yards. And the rest of the game, they had 106 total, I believe. 
Yeah, he so yeah, Stafford had like a buck fifty, a buck sixty passing yards in the first quarter alone. Yeah. And then finished with like two fifty. Yeah, that's what it was. It was hundred twenty four yards on those two plays and the rest of the game it was one oh five. Testament to Mike Pettin, testament to Kevin King, because he was he was the victim on the the two early ones in the first quarter, the flea mm-hmm. flicker and then that one to Marvin Hall, which by the way, Marvin Hall I mean, that, that, that was the only life. only catch he had, and yeah, and then that was yeah. Kevin King was on him for that one, and but then other than that, Kevin King made some great plays. Yeah, but back back to the pass catchers too, and I guess going along with that, since we started talking about the defense, one of the most underrated plays of that game yesterday, going along still with Shepard as well with, with that with the drop and then pick, MVS low key saved that game. Because he was the guy who ran down the defender who, who was running with the ball. And if he doesn't do that, he's scoring and we're losing that game. You know what I mean? It's the deep, a lot of people call MVS, you know, a one-trick pony, a deep threat. And he showed it again last night. But that speed is also what allowed him to track down the defender and stop him or else we would have lost that game. Oh, are you game. talking on, on Shepard. the Shepard interception? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That is because he was, yeah, that defender was, was tailing it, and he looked like he he was gone because Rodgers was, wasn't in the picture. The linemen had already made their attempts at mm-hmm. making the tackle. And well, Elton, Elton Jenkins was hauling ass for, for a guard. I mean, he was right in the mix for whatever the convey of men who were trying to take him down. Yeah. It, it looked like it was going to be a touchdown at first. Um, I, still, I still think... Uh, th- Obviously, the biggest talk after this game is the pass catchers. I still think MVS is the number two guy in the offense. Mm-hmm. Even, I don't know if he's just not getting open, but when he his looks look better than others. You know, watching just the the camera right on him for that deep route yesterday, it was just perfect. The way he was able to track that ball while it was in the air, too. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, the, the over the... I really hope people realize how incredibly difficult of a catch that is. I mean, he's looking yeah, it was like the Willie Mays directly over his shoulder that with a defender right in his grill. Um, and yeah, he's definitely piggybacking on you. He's definitely still the number two. I think he was just getting the number one treatment. Mm-hmm. And um, you, I Patricia think Patricia comes from the Belichick tree where they're going to shut down your number one option. And right. I think it's safe to say that. In terms of pass catchers, MVS was the number one to game plan for going into that exactly. Game. And maybe people want to get on him for not being as productive as he would have liked, but he still had Slay on him, who's a, one of the top corners yep. in the league. Yep. And even having that that catch, I mean, it's not a win, but I don't think he he was bullied outright for the game. Yeah. So. And that will. And the thing that was surprising is that catch was not only his first catch in the game because that came in the fourth quarter, correct? Right. That was not only his first catch of the game. That was his first target of the game. So yeah. yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe it is an issue of of getting open. But again, I think it's the number one treatment. The the sleigh following him everywhere um, is really what made him struggle. But he he came up when we needed him most. Yep. And um, I think we're gonna just have to talk about everyone who who was on offense or at least the pass catchers. Geronimo, another one of those games you keep. I don't know what it is because he was he was really really solid last year, and you were saying it last night too. Where the one thing you always relied on with him was his hands and how great his hands are. Doesn't have excellent speed. Doesn't have excellent route running, and he's not gonna you know if he gets pressed, he's not a great 
guy to beat press coverage, the one thing that has kept him on this roster is his hands, and that is the one thing that is he's struggling most with, mm-hmm. and it's it's so frustrating. But he did make a few nice catches um, later in the game, but early on, like the very first drive of the game, that third and four. Yeah. You got to catch that ball. Yeah, it's one of those things, pretty much what you're saying. If you're an undrafted receiver and you're not very athletic as far as NFL mm-hmm. goes, um, you've you've got to you can't be dropping those balls. Yep. It's kind of like what I was saying last week, where I don't see a lot of these guys sticking around long term. I think we have a lot of you know these mid mid guys who they're just kind undrafted of, for a reason. Yeah, and we can just keep going going along with it. Kumaro, for as much as everyone loves Kumaro, and he has been the darling of the preseason the last mm-hmm. two years, with more snaps these last two weeks, he's really not doing anything with it, and he had to drop himself. Yep. Uh, two things on, well, mainly one thing on Kumaro. Touchdown Jesus, that nickname, stinks. <laughs> okay, it's not. That well, nickname it's, sucks. Well, white, it's Whitewater Jesus, too. Whitewater Jesus is. I mean, I don't even, no, stinks. <laughs> he has long hair. That's and it? the beard, he looks like Jesus with a gap tooth. I, it's score a touchdown maybe yeah. outside of the preseason. Yeah, it's it's been whatever. Um, but th- I think this segues perfectly. Alan Lazard had the, the game. He had the game that we've expected Kumaro to have. Wow. Yeah. You know nothing, nothing flashy, but this possession receiver who's going to get open at the sticks, and then that you know. Big big money play there at the end. He, had, you know, Kumaro had one against the Jets. I'm sure he's had him in the preseason. But mm-hmm. to make to make those plays, that's that's what you need. And well, and you, if you saw Rogers post game presser, he he couldn't say enough nice things about Lazard. Mm-hmm. He he mentioned on that I think it was a third and long or second and long on that out route. He had a nice. He had the nice out catch, and then he sized up the defender and just ran right into him. Yeah. He said, Roger said right before that play, he came back to the huddle, and Lazard told him what route he wanted and to get him the ball. And Rogers is like, how can you not have confidence in that? Yeah, it it, it was it was not, not I don't want to say refreshing because I think other guys do similar things, but probably he had fresh legs too. He didn't have many snaps before the fourth quarter, if any. And to come in and just bulldoze the guy right away, it was like, okay, we should feed this guy. Yep. And to that same point, um, I heard this today too, the last 10 offensive snaps, he was targeted five times, which wow. is pretty wow. remarkable for an undrafted guy from freaking Iowa State to step in. Wow. And like you said too, to t- tell Rogers and tell the coaches, like, what this is what I want to do. What he wants to run to get him. The- yeah, that's, that's incredible. And with – being able to back it up, I mean, that's just got to make his confidence sky high. Yeah. But, sir, I just wanted to add one more thing about Geronimo and, and Kumaro. Um, this is courtesy of Zach Cruz. Is it Cruz? Is that how you Yeah, I think it? so. Cru- it looks like Cruz. Yeah. Cruzy. No, not Cruzy. Definitely not. Over the last two games, this is combined, both Geronimo and Kumaro. Eight catches on 18 targets for 94 yards. 5.2 yards per target. I mean, 5.2 yards per target? Yeah. That means they don't trust them to run any deep routes, and if they are running deep routes, they're not getting open or not creating separation. Yeah. So, like you said, I don't think either of those two will be around for much longer, and if Lazard keeps producing... And which... by, by much longer, we mean 
seasons. Not, yeah. We're not going to cut these yeah, guys. Right, 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 right. But if Lazard keeps... If he stacks successes and, and builds off his which performance Rogers, last which they night... they say, you got to stack success. That's been huge this year for the Packers. Then I think both of their snap count is, is going to go down. Yeah, we'll see. It was it was weird. Um, I think we even said it too while watching to see the different uh, personnel groups that there was because, you know, at, you started the game with Geronimo, uh, MVS, and, you know, maybe Shepard or Coom, I or think, Kumaro. started the game. And then at the end, it's Lazard, Shep, Shepard, and... Yeah, it was just... And, and that wasn't just at the end. That was all throughout the game. It was a revolving door. That whole that whole receiving core was... Yeah. Was, it was I mean, of, they, they really didn't have a choice, though. Right. It was one of those, if you told us last year what what the lineup was going to be, you'd be like, okay, yeah. well, that's not that's not. Or we good. Or the, we're, oh, okay, so we're going 7 and 9 then. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, And sticking with the pass catchers, Jimmy Graham... It, Maybe it's just going to be in every other week with it's them. It's just yeah, just a, a roller coaster. Be it, I don't think he was as terrible as he has been earlier in the year, but that one drop, it's like in if, the end if zone, you, that's if, inexcusable if, for the salary you are getting. If you're a tight end and an older tight end and you don't have the legs beneath you anymore, it's like the least you can do is just have the hands. And he doesn't seem to have that reli- the reliable hands and just flipping it around. Mercedes Lewis, it seems like the role that he's in, and we we touched on this before, where it's a small role like what we had with Lance Kendricks the last few years. He's stepped in, and it's you know these three, these couple handful of plays every week, and he just doesn't fuck up. Nope. He's just you can always trust him. You know he had that he had two catches for twenty five yards each, and you know the one he just caught it, made sure that he was one hundred percent going to make the catch, and he just fell right down, and it's like perfect. As as we've you know we said earlier in the show too, and we've said all year, just make the plays that are there, and this team is going to be pretty fucking hard to beat. Yep, Mercedes, he he just I I don't think I've ever seen him make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Crying out loud, the guy does everything right. He blocks, he catches, and well, the one I mean it was just a, an absurd throw by twelve on the uh, it was late in the game where he got out of the pocket and mm-hmm. threw it to him. Yep, and he he knows. They they showed a kind of a sky view. As soon as Rodgers was getting out of the pocket, he knew to create and get up. Yes, field. that's right. That's right. And that and that's what we've been looking for. Like I think I said earlier in the year too, Devontae Adams, as great as he is, and he has he is a premium receiver in this league. He doesn't exactly get open when the play breaks down on on a third and third and reasonable, just running along the line and getting open following Rodgers' mm-hmm. eyes. But Mercedes has been able to do it, and I don't know. It's it's very odd for, for how much people, I mean, it's not like he's physically, he's got to be just as slow as Jimmy Graham, yet he's still able to make the plays better there. Yeah, does everything better. And not to rip too much on Jimmy Graham, because he, he did have that, that uh, very nice catch where he got hit pretty hard and still held on. And I think that was a third down play, but I think that was his only catch. Was was it on the last drive of the game too? I feel it like it was one of the la- it was late. Yeah, and it, 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 it came at a huge time. So credit to Jimmy there, but that that drop in the end zone it is, did is it did feel like late. And w- once Lazard got in there, it's almost like everyone was kind of on the same page, and the like mistakes yeah, and the mistakes just kind of stopped happening. Mm-hmm. If I can remember correctly, um, back to the running backs. This is exactly what we've been preaching all year. Welcome at least I've been back. or I've been preaching all year. So many people have have had this negative connotation around Jamal Williams the last few years, you know, mm-hmm. that he's not that great. It's like he's he's going to he's 
not going to fuck up, and that's exactly what you saw. Aaron Jones had two pretty large fuck-ups, and Jamal is a pretty talented guy yep. who's going to give you what's there. And he, I mean, he he had seven seven point something yards of touch yesterday. And you can't you can't ask for anything better from your number two running yep. back. And I think it's safe to say that's his best game of his career up to this well, point. Well, I don't know because he he was the reason why we beat the Jets last year, week uh, week sixteen. He had a huge game. I think he had okay. almost two hundred all purpose yards and at least two touchdowns. Okay. Well, I yeah okay. But considering the circumstances uh, in a meaningful divisional game, I think when you, you know, consider the weight of the game, then that's probably his best game of his career. But sure, yes. going off your negative connotation, that is so true. And I think it's because he doesn't make these super explosive splash he's, he's plays like Aaron Jones. You know, he's so not that, really yeah, fast. So that's why I think people have this weird view of him because he's not going to He's not going to have a game where he averages like nine yards a touch like Jones has done before. Right. And we we saw it yesterday too. Well, actually, I'll I'll say this. Uh, we, we talked about this early. Devontae Adams tweeted. I'm, I don't know if it's still. Oh it's one God. of those where the Packers PR are pretty strict with players, and sometimes you will see tweets up? get taken down. I don't know. I'm just I'm going off the notes I have here. <laughs> Devontae Adams tweeted, "Quote: Our one-two punch at running back is the filthiest. If you disagree, well, you're on map." <laughs> And it's like, I remember reading that for the first time and like, I s- jaw literally dropped. Yeah, I, I saw, like, I saw it too. I was like, where's what the a turn? Where's the blue check mark? Is this real? <laughs> is this, I was like, cause I saw the tweet at first and the first word before even reading the whole thing, I just see meth yeah. and that's all that's sticking out. I'm like, okay, what, what's the story here? Where, what's the beginning? Why, okay. Yeah. Why is he including the word meth in a tweet? That was, I mean, he's not wrong though. Yeah, I mean, well, no. I don't know. The Vi- the Vikings have a pretty great one-two punch too. I think Niners. that rookie that they have, the Ni- the Niners have like freaking four guys that are pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Jones. It's kind of those. It's almost back to his rookie year where he, he did have some fumble problems as well. Be it that got punched out and that God that, that pass that pass drop was just. It's almost one of those while you're watching it. It's like it's he's too open. Like the yeah. play's just not going to happen. Yeah. And once he got his arms over his head, it's like okay, that's that's where running back running backs do seem to struggle with beautiful catching the ball. play design too. God, I love a, I love a good wheel route. Yeah, he was wide open, perfect throw. I thought uh, it was odd too. I th- it seems like uh, Danny Vitali only played like the opening series. Mm-hmm. He had. If I remember correctly, seven snaps. I feel like every time I mention small snaps, it's always seven snaps on the show. <laughs> but I think he had like seven snaps on offense, which is very different than what we've had in the past. And maybe that just shows you, and LaFleur did say this today because I believe Nagler asked him about Vitaly and how he was he was a very um, important part, at least in the offseason during training camp on the offense. He was catching a ton of balls every, every single practice, mm-hmm. and now he's really hasn't done much of anything. I think it's showing – and the offense has shown this over the last few weeks too, how LaFleur is able to completely change the, not completely change it, but the game plan week in and week out always depends on the opponent. I don't know how much Mike McCarthy did that, especially late in his career. It seems like the primetime games, Mike would like drop one fucking trick play to try to, you know, get the defense off and just show boat kind of on primetime. And that's about all it was for the real like gameplay stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, last week Aaron Jones has four touchdowns and he's he's the offense. This week it goes back to kind of just spreading the ball on the on the ground and in the air to see who can actually move it. And I feel like for, um, you know, a lot of Lions fans and maybe people who are feeling negative about the game, I mean, 
the three turnovers, we were moving the ball pretty fucking well again this game. And yep. it was just those mistakes that really screwed us over. Yep. Yeah, uh, like you said, the the game plan completely changing from week to week. I mean, Aaron Jones only with 11 carries last night. Um, which... Which is of, which is good, I, I th- and I think that's what Lafleur is doing too. Is if you see that Jones isn't having the best game, and it's a long season, you know what J- Jamal has fresh legs. Yep. You know he didn't play last week, but he's got fresh Not legs. So fresh brain, but yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you might as well just kind of divvy up the carries like that, especially when he's running as well as he is, because you're going to want Aaron Jones late in the season. And as I've said, you don't know the how health. how long he's going to hold right. up. And I think it makes it harder to game plan for mm-hmm. opposing defenses. Yep. Uh, la- last thing on the offense, the offensive line. Um, Jason Wallers, the VP of communications for the Packers, tweeted, In the victory over Detroit, the Packers allowed just one sack, giving them five straight games with two or fewer sacks allowed for the first time in a single season since a 10-game streak in 2007. Uh, Green Bay has allowed six sacks in the last five games. Blaga still hasn't Incredible. allowed a sack on the year. Elton Jenkins. Let's um let's start. Has 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 an old lineman ever won offensive rookie of the year? <laughs> um I don't know. Probably not. Pro- probably not. Let's make history, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the the guy played incredible. Like on that uh that Jamal Williams that that long run he had, I think it was I think it was before the half. Mm-hmm. Um he pancaked the guy. Yeah, and you—he's a bulldozer. You, yeah, you'd probably see that multiple times throughout the game. Yeah, he—I mean—he's just a a muscular big dude. He—he's the prototypical what you want physically out of a guard. But going back on your your stat about the one sack over the let's—I mean let's slide—I mean let's be reasonable. Let's slide an asterisk next to that. I mean, oh, are we gonna no? We we'll gonna we'll we'll, we'll wait we'll wait on that for for the end of the game. Okay, just. Just slide in that string. Um, from from what I've read, Billy Turner apparently had a good bounce yep. back game. Yep. Again, one of those things no you don't idea, really know. We have no idea how to how to analyze or grade offensive line. We're just right going off group group think. And um, yesterday too, more more than any other game this season, it just seems like Rogers had all the time in the world, or mm-hmm. he at least had four seconds just about every mm-hmm. single drop back where he could always make his first two reads. It felt like. The entire game, and that was great to watch, and that's probably why he's been able to keep going with this rhythm that he's had on offense. Yeah, he didn't. Um, he didn't seem to get out of the pocket much, though, despite having mm-hmm. all but that time. That I, which I, I feel like isn't super necessary, but because I think you you really like the plays that he makes outside the pocket, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's usually you know those bootlegs that he's had in the past where he bombs it to Jordy. That was mm-hmm. our mo forever, but. I, I enjoy seeing the play out of the pocket from Rodgers more than that now because it's just you know he's sticking to what the offense is. And to this point, the offense hasn't really been able to fail him, at least what LaFleur has had in the system now that everyone's really bought in and they're kind of on the same page. Yep. Really, the only – really, I think the only – well, he, he made a few plays out of, outside of the pocket, but the big one was that 12-yard scramble he had late yeah. in the game, which was huge. I think that was on third and long. Yeah, it seems like he's got one of those a game now too. Where yeah, and it's, it's just at the most the, the most needed time. Yep. He comes through, and with it's that. it's always deja vu when he's when you wonder if he's going to scramble. Is he going to scramble? And he gets right to the line, and it's the same pump fake. Every same pump fake, and then he gets gets the first down. It's like it, here it we are. Freezes the linebacker well, every single time, and all he needs is that half second freeze to pick up an extra four yards. I still remember like playing backyard football, and one of my buddies would just even on like 
after catching it, not catching it, but getting way past the line and still pump faking. And still doing it. And still it's still freezing. Yeah. It's the most effective yeah. fake in football. Yep. Um, but I think that's all we had on offense. We went for a while on it. I mean, that that was the majority of the game was talking about freaking the problems we had, but just, just enough to get through. But uh, with that, we will have an ad read for B2B Data Guy. And now stepping up to the stage, B2B Data Guy. I'll be your dream, I'll be your wish, I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything B2B. I want to increase open rates so your customers see you. I will be strong, I will be faithful, cause I've contracted a new beginning. A reason for sending these emails out for you. I want to learn your customer's pain points I want to fulfill all of your needs I want to get your messages read now Until you get some qualified leads Go to b2bdataguide.com and mention this ad for an awkward conversation. All right, and we're back with the defense. Uh, Kevin King, yikes. Those two plays, we talked about it earlier, those two plays right off the get-go, terrible, terrible. It kind of it felt like bad Dom Capers defense. Mm. I keep, I mean, I feel yeah. like I've said Dom Capers more than Petten this year. I Like, I never want to think about that guy again. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a defensive uh, advisor winning, for, he's an advisor for, like, the Texans or Jaguars right now. I forgot. Jags, I think. Yeah, but... What it's the bend don't break defense. Mm-hmm. You know, seventeen points right off the get go, and they finish with twenty two. Yeah, five. I mean, five field goals, five. Yeah, and that's why. Like, I mean, again, we're reasonable, we're rational. There was some pretty horseshit calls last night. Yeah, but you can't go into Lambeau Field against an Aaron Rodgers quarterback team. Mm-hmm. And settle for five field goals. Right. It was it was really weird. I'm trying to. It reminded me of another game, but I guess it maybe almost reminds me of the Lions game last year, except Crosby missed all of them. But it's <sighs> like, oh, here's here's Prater again. Oh, here you go. And we kept we kept wondering. Oh, all right. He's this missing is, this one. This is the one he's, he's got to he's got to miss one. They kept getting further and further and further. Like it was. Yeah. It was yeah. like 32, 39, 43, 51, 54. Yep. Quietly, Prater's been like the Packers' killer because he did kill us last year with mm-hmm. that touchdown pass too. Oh my! Yeah. Well, I mean that game. Was... Yeah. Um. We talked. We talked about Kevin King a little earlier too. It does. It does seem like he's just out of the game sometimes. But we're he's better. Playing, we're a better defense when he's out there. He's playing banged up. We got to remember that. Yeah, that's true. Which is, it the the trolls are fueling. Well, him this yeah. Season. Someone someone had a had a great tweet where like Petten and Kevin King like had. Like similar paths with the game where it was early, they just got gashed, mm. but then they really tightened up and sure. did. I mean, didn't let up much the rest of the game. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. But yeah, he, he you didn't see him much much in the second. Oh well, he did get. 
sometimes his his tackling suspect. But uh, great great bounce back game for Jair. It was one of yep. those where you didn't you, hear his name. Yeah, you, you kind of forgot he was playing early on. I in Marvin the season. Jo- what did Marvin Jones? I think he had two catches for like seventeen yards. Yeah, I, it might have even been less than that. I thought he only had like one catch for seven it was, or something like that. But it's look, yeah. you know early in the season, maybe it's when we're playing lesser offenses. He was more of a ball hawk and you know kind of playmaker back there. But now, especially, and he talked about it uh, this week too, is that the Amari Cooper. Cowboy matchup really did humble him. Kind of, yeah, sobered him up a little bit. Which is good because he he said last week too he came out too hot and yep. that's what that's what did him over. But he was he was a shutdown corner this week, which yeah, you know he two, hasn't always been. Marvin Jones five targets, two catches, seventeen yards. It was okay. That's I mean that's that's great. And back to Kevin King really quick. That so after the muff punt when Shepard just sucked all the momentum out of the stadium. Yep. Yeah. And the Lions went three and out right away because on that third third down they had a deep ball to Kevin King's guy. I don't remember who the receiver was, yep. but Kevin King had great coverage and receiver did not have a chance at catching the ball, and yep. they kept it to a two possession game with that. Yeah, and we um, at least my thoughts is overall with the game, you know, we we were always losing until until the clock said you know red zeros. Mm-hmm. But I never felt like we were going to lose the game yet. At the end of the game, I felt like we stole one. You know, we, yeah. should, we should not have won that game. But while it was going on, I'm like, I don't think we're going to lose. We still have Aaron Rodgers, yep. and something, something's got to happen here at the end. Yeah, there was always a chance of, yeah, where, like, this game is not over. And, yeah, you said you've – but for me, after that Shep interception, I was like, okay. Yeah. I – like the percentage wise that was in the single digits of winning and but eh, it was never it never got to zero that that's when i yeah that's when i wavered a little bit but i i still felt like you know i didn't think there because he got stopped and didn't score on the return i was like well we're probably going to hold him to a field goal here mm-hmm. that's what it's that's what it's been all and game that's exactly what they did yep uh safe, safety play i thought it was decent um be it, uh, we, we were in quarters that first play of the game, and it was uh, Redman who just got sucked yeah, up. Yeah, a little bit of regression after a great week from Redman. Um, great great play calling from the Lions to fir- first play, you know, s- Savage out to test them, and it worked. It's wild to think that we are missing a, a rookie this much just through five games. It, he I guess. Really, you, you, can already, you can tell like how big of a difference maker he is. I he, think. he really is. Um, I forget the, the name that they've been calling him, but he, he does fix. He covers up a lot of mistakes back there because he is so fast, and he, he, he is able to diagnose what the offense is doing pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, Amos had a solid game, too. He was a big reason why Hawkinson didn't have a big game. Mm. You could tell they were really trying to feed him. They had a couple like tight end screens, mm-hmm. which you don't see a ton of. But yeah, he almost scored on the goal line too. It's, I don't. It's tight ends usually seem to be the Packers' weakness. At least it has been in the past. But yeah. this year, we haven't matched up against you know the best. I guess Ertz didn't do a ton, but usually these guys kind of kill us. And it's nice to have Amos now. It seems like we're gonna have him matched up against these big body tight ends going forward. And he can hold his own. Yep. Mm-hmm. The the Smith brothers once again it seems it There's seems just like they, not enough nice things to say about them. They save their sacks for the most important times too. It seems like 
You know, it's, yeah, because the first half, so I true. don't know if we got to the quarterback much mm. at all, but the second half, Stafford I mean, we really was needed just to getting that ball out so yeah. quick though in that first half. Yeah, he's he's he is like the perfect game manager, but he's also got a huge arm. Yep, you know, he can make all the throws. Um, nothing really from Gary this game, but piggybacking off that, Fatgirl had a really good game. His name hasn't came up much this year, but in the snaps that he had, he was what, showing a sneaky, up. Sneaky great game. Yeah, we were watching that that half sack that he had. They did end up giving him a half sack, but he just really teed up Stafford, forced him to step Threw up in the pocket, off. so that Preston it was a very very Finish, easy sack yep. for him. Quickly though, we kind of we totally omitted someone from the secondary who had a great game. Packer legend Tremont Williams. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. It's ne- he's for how he old had, he is. He's so physical. He had two, two or three plays where again it was just at the exact perfect time. That one, yeah, late in the game where we on needed Hawkinson a stop too. on Hawkinson. Yep. He backhanded the ball. Yep. I mean, the next play they went back play. to him and they they picked up the first. But oh, he was shit, still. He's he's so physical. I, when I think of Tremont playing defense, I just think of him like diving and swinging on someone's back almost. Yeah, and then you know? kind of whipping a little bit. Exactly. I know it's, it's always it's always so the true. whipping because yep. he he just puts everything out there when he's playing defense. Yep. Uh, still going going on with the outside linebackers. It's it's weird with the Smith brothers too. How two guys that I didn't really know were in the NFL last year are making such a huge impact. You know, we sign these guys in free agency, and you you see the you see the names, and you're like, okay, good, we need outside linebackers. And then you see the money, and you're like, Price oh, tag and it's, like, oh shit, that wow. is a lot of money. And there was always talk about the Packers and Zadarius because of that kind of connection that Gutenkunst has with Baltimore, and he he always liked him. And we took Hendrickson, who was the scout, the scout yep. who was higher up in the front office for Baltimore, and he obviously liked him too. Yep. But I mean, shit! It's crazy that we pay those guys so much money, and it looks like they might be underpaid oh, yeah, already. Undervalued. Yeah, for how for how much we paid them, and along with Amos, who probably overpaid him, they're they are playing minimum up to their value, where it makes the Billy Turner Mi- yeah. contract oh, a little my, bit better yeah, too. Minimum. And Preston Smith, and if you're a, and that's why I hate going to Twitter to see reactions because people were they just look at the box score, they look at the stat sheet, and think. This guy's overpaid. He's about to double his sack total last year in half the time. He had four sacks last year. Right. And he's got, what, six and a half, seven already? Yeah. Well, it's it's one of those things, and they preached it all offseason, too, is that def- playing defense isn't about sacks. It's about pressures. And he did have a lot yep. of pressures last year. Both of these guys did. And that's what it is half the time because you're, you're forcing the quarterback to make off-timing throws yep. or bad throws at that. And that's how we're getting these turnovers or, you know, these bad these bad plays. Um for yeah, for two guys, they've they've agreed. It's still weird for me because, you know, in the past, you know, we drafted Perry and we drafted Ugh. Clay and we kind of grew up not grew up with these guys, but you watch them develop and to have two guys who are getting the majority of our sacks and they just step in and be there, it's like Man, I love these guys, but it's like I feel like I barely know them. You know, yeah. they've all, they haven't been around very long. And they're just, it's like it's almost to the point where like I'm used to it by now. Right. Yeah. In a weird way, like to think last year on a third and twelve, I would basically go to the bathroom because I knew the the defense was going to stay on the field. Yeah. Well, but we... now it's like third and longs are my favorite plays to watch. Yeah. Because I know we're about to get off yeah. the field. No, that that's a good point because last last year it was. You felt better in a third and third and five than you 
well, third and sorry, 13, sorry. yeah. Yeah, no, you, you exactly know what I mean? Because right. we, we, would, we would back up, and it seems like they would always convert those. Yep, because there was absolutely no pressure on the quarterback. And now that quarterback has to make quick decisions. Yep. Um, defensive line, Dean Lowry, we said it yesterday. It was, oh, my goodness. When, you know, Kenny... Another guy that might be underpaid already. Yeah. Well, okay, uh, that was a bit far. But. Well, we'll see. But, you know, Kenny Kenny started the year really hot and was all over the place. He hasn't, I don't want to say disappeared, but he's more of, this is what you get from a defensive lineman. That yeah. You don't see them too much. But, but Dean flashed a few times, stopping the run, and, and the, he was jacked up about mm, it, too. On the goal, on those... On their first touchdown, he I think he made two of the stops um, when they scored. Which, speaking of that touchdown, very questionable that the Lions scored. Yeah, we'll we'll get to all we'll get to that at the end here still. But and even Lafleur today in the press conference, someone asked him about what he felt about the run defense. Run defense. He gave his answer, stopped, and then went out of his way to say Dean Lowry had a really good game. Which which is nice. But Says a lot. Yeah, and and still like I've said before, Lancaster. He's just those guys. You know, we have these guys. You just plug in and they do the job. They're not. There was because the guy you really like the the D line coach. He yeah. just he's just a hell of a coach and just seems no matter who who he's dealt with, he makes them produce. Yeah, still still wish we would have got more from Kiki, but this wasn't really a passing attack type of game, and he's going to be more of that pass rushing type of sure type of player there uh blake blake was blake good plays bad plays i don't know what you, you again know. yeah we've we've said it before he's just just meh yeah he's he makes what's there sometimes you know he'll he'll make a splashier play but nothing too crazy yeah i don't know what about did um the uh tim williams did he suit up and did he get any snaps i don't remember and I, I saw that he changed his number to 47 that's about it. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember him being out there. I know Zadarius is really excited about him, and I'm sure, as we talked about earlier too, where we we're kind of like Baltimore West at this point, yeah. where there's a lot of guys where if we need, you know, some guys on the back end of the roster, it seems to be guys who have a pass with Baltimore. But yeah, he because he was a he was a higher drafted player, and he, apparently, you know, he's physically, athletically all there. Hopefully, we can get something out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing on with the defense slash special teams, special teams. Uh, I guess we'll start with JK Scott once again, pretty solid JK 47. Yeah. The new, the new nickname JK 47. It, you know, I like the nickname, but I don't love, love it just cause when you think of 47, I also think of like 47 yards and I'm like, I, I feel like JK, I like shooting for 50, huh. 50 with, I guess I don't, I hadn't thought of that and I don't think most people do you fucking weirdo okay yep thank you 47 yards no yeah. like jk like no like i get AK-47, no i understand you know, like it's a a, i understand it's a gun but i like wish gun, there was more weapon meaning no i feel you boy okay <laughs> uh mason mason crosby good good game the game winner um hell yeah kind of an odd ending it's weird it's funny how because the 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 game winning field goal was so short he was able to lambo leap that was so. Oh, that was so incredible. <laughs> Did you see the replay too? That uh, Hunter Bradley like gave him a boost, propelled him up there. Yeah, very cute. Very, <laughs> very one of the cutest Lambo leaps I've ever seen. Kind of like uh, uh, Scheffler beforehand with the pregame crap. He did some stupid fucking Lambo leap. Who? Adam Schefter. Oh, I no, I didn't see it. Stupid. I hate. I hate all that pregame stuff. But yeah, it, it was funny too because then you see Crosby did a Lambo leap and like J.K. Scott was in the in the stands too and it's like what the hell what is going on JK here? oh yeah leaps he, too yeah he, he oh, jumped in too he deserves it yeah it's funny because 
imagine you know if it had been like a 53 yard field goal to win it then what like is, you is, sprint is, yeah is he gonna yards? run all the way down yeah. and shit with the way this year has gone too he'd be sprinting towards it then he'd get like tackled hit by someone on, yeah. on the special teams because he wasn't getting blocked yeah and well going on the kick kick coverage team not great i think they had some pretty solid returns that got up to the 30s and yeah we we talked we touched on shepherd earlier just overall with his game but they they really did test him on on the kick returns too it was a, it it sounds kind of you know stupid to say but the special teams coach for the lions had a really good game plan where they were kicking it to Absolutely. about the 5 making and... us return because you said last night have, do we have a single return past the 25 yard line this we, year we definitely had more returns yesterday than we did the rest of the season combined oh yeah and because teams know i think our kick return coverage is not great not great and our only gift was that the when they kicked it out of bounds yeah that other was... than that every single one started at like the 20 or the 18 yeah and i've i've always said that too it's just if if it's gonna go out about just let let it go out of the end zone let the if you don't have to i would never return no never return the kick a no. few a few years ago about eight games into the year we were number one in kick return yards because we had i think one or two returns you know and that's, oh, that's sure. all you got to do if you're getting it at the 25 why even risk it but like you said they're their game plan was was brilliant. They made us return because we're just not that great of a return team. So hopefully, well, we're probably going to see a lot more of that. So hopefully yep. they can fix fix that. And if if Shep gets cut, maybe they bring uh, Smith back. Because yeah. I don't think I still Smith I got, wonder what we're gonna got really a fair shake. There. I don't think. Yeah, but he didn't he didn't wow me either. If if you're gonna be on a on an NFL roster as a kick return, you've got to be really really good. And I don't think he was really really good. That's, yeah. that's all he was gonna do. Mm-hmm. Be it maybe you know Shepard's looking like he is like a poor man's Trevor Davis, where he makes these mistakes and it's just I don't. I guess Shepard more more than anyone else I can remember, he looks like a college football player playing in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just, it looks like he hasn't caught up to the speed well, I was and, say, or the size. At least Trevor Davis, one in every. 12 plays he was involved in he would make a nice splash play Shep really hasn't done that yet I mean he killed it he killed it in the preseason yeah. and it's you know it's tougher playing you know real guys I, I still think he'll be a decent player I don't think we're gonna cut him but I don't know we'll we'll see what happens yeah it's just it's just it'll whatever. be interesting to see and speaking of Shepard and mistakes now I think you've tried to bring it up a few times here the refs not great uh pretty bad from the get-go, I still don't think Carryon Johnson scored that touchdown. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Probably was... not what people would want us to lead with, but... I mean, the screen cap is just the perfect summation of... It was Seattle again. It was, yeah, it was the guy on the far side who I believe probably had the better angle and the better view was signaling no. Well... And then the guy came, the guy on the bottom of the screen came in signaling yes yeah and i don't i don't know what the hell was going on there because we you see the sky cam angle and i thought that was a bad angle because it's coming from more of the center of the field so you're getting it at an angle where the ball is going to look further to the goal line mm-hmm. than it actually is and then when you have the sideline pylon angle you know it look it looked like he was short it was one of those that if they didn't call it in it would not they would not overturn right. it and i think it looked more like that way anyways but while you're watching it from that angle too you're watching you're like I don't see it. I don't see it. And then running into the screen is the ref with his hands up in the air. And it's like, fuck, are you serious? Yeah, and then the worst part is 
they didn't even review it. Like from well, I, from I, touchdown to extra point, there was really no pause. Technically, I think they did in New York. I think they just overlook it. I don't know if they pause it because every scoring play is reviewed. But usually, yeah, usually ones that are reviewable, there's some. There's at least, you know, yeah. 30, 45, 50 seconds in between. But that was just like, it was like a routine touchdown. Like it was signal touchdown, yep. maybe right. 15 seconds. And the kick It's like he assumed that. Up. I think you said that he like assumed that it was a touchdown. And I don't think he got it. Yeah. Um, We kind of touched on, well, El- Elton Jenkins, I thought that was a terrible holding call that yep. they had. It, he, he, he just blocked the guy. That one I... Th- Really ticky tack call, but that one I get because his hands did slide outside and I get guess, behind. But it's like, just let these guys play. Yeah. Unless it's egregious, let the guys play. There's no reason. And along those lines, I don't understand. I th- I think it was just because of the play by play guy, where immediately he said, "Flag." Oh, no flag oh, on the play. That you know, made me so angry. He put that thought in everyone's mind. I don't think that was pass interference. There was Marquez the, got the bullied one. by the Eagles. Got bullied yep. by the Eagles, and it didn't have half the coverage that this had. Where all of a sudden, everyone on Twitter is wondering what's going on. All he did was he had his hand in his chest. He was a little early, but his hands were completely free, and he didn't stop him from making the he catch. He did not impede him at all. People were really mad about that I one. I didn't get I it. I think he he slid, so his arms were up trying to catch it, and he slid his arms, like, across his, I guess, like, kind of upper yeah. chest area and, really, and brought it back. He did not uh, move his torso or his body at all. He didn't move his arms at all. It's past interference. It's yep. not... Dumb. Past contact. It's yeah. that I I don't understand why people were so upset about that yep. one. Yep. And then just onto it, the the two uh, you know hands of the face at the at the end of the game. There, I don't know. I I wasn't really pretty bad. Yeah, weren't good. Apparently, Bakhtiari he said in an interview after the game that um, there's some games where once it's over, you you just remember like man, I was looking up at the sky all night. And he said it was one of those games where he was looking at the sky all night because the dude consistently was doing mm-hmm. something similar to that. And apparently the refs started calling it at the worst possible time for the lions. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, neither of them were really, I thought the first one more so was close. We only had the one angle, but still it's one of those where you, you should just let these guys play. Yeah. Um, and going off that, letting them play Jack Del Rio, formal NFL head coach. I think he's some sort of analyst. Now he had a yep. tweet. Um, and it, it was like last week and it was about, the officiating because yep. that's been such a hot topic this year. I think he really summed it up perfectly. He's um I'm paraphrasing, but he said that these refs they're inserting themselves way too much into this game. They're well, way too trigger happy to call flags. We're supposed to there's their their purpose is to have it so both teams have a fair chance and you call blatant infractions. But he cited that there was a, a play last week where a holding call was called on a touchback on a kick return. Right. What, yes. What is the purpose exactly. of that? Exactly. That, that is so unnecessary. That sounds like the 2018 Packers special. I mean, teams that's too. awful. Yeah. I, even if it was an egregious hold, if it's a touchback, it does not matter with and, the play. And what it's turned into too is the NFL is you got to think of it as a business and a giant corporation. They don't want to admit fault. They can't be admitting fault with this, and they don't want to admit when they're wrong. And now it's you know the uh, so they just keep double and triple and quadrupling down. It's yeah, and River on the head, the head of uh, officiating. It's just he always backs 
whatever calls they make, and it's just a joke. It's it, nothing's gonna get better until they until they get rid of that guy up up top. But we'll see. I don't know. We definitely stole a victory here, but what we've are you gonna do? Been, we've got stolen from before. So exactly. I mean, for, Rogers said it best. The, un, the we've we've been on the other side of that. It'll it'll even out over the years. Yeah, for all the Vikings fans that were saying that we stole one, it's like okay, well, we had one stolen away from us last year. A year ago, too, so. Yeah. And we'll be right back with this quick message from one of our sponsors. Hello, American football fans. Are you trying to score more clients? Well, now it is time to kick off a new email campaign. At B2B Data Guy, we pass your message to qualified receivers. We'd love to sit down and talk to you about how we can field your goals. We make sure your emails aren't intercepted by spam filters. Your emails won't get flagged for unnecessary sending. There's no market we can't tackle. We've never punted on a customer. We think we're a pretty fair catch. There's no way we won't insert football pun. With our message to the right audience, it's easy to touch down with qualified leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. All right. uh, No dumb Packer fan of the week this week. We ran pretty long, uh, summing up the game, so... We'll have make a pro football talk headline. Uh, first one, this is Aaron Rodgers talking about Alan Lazard after the, right after the game on Monday night. Uh, tonight, though, you know, as has been the case, uh, you know, he hasn't been getting any reps. But uh, I may have put in a good word there in the fourth quarter to get him some, some opportunities. All right, so Kyle, I'll let you go first. Make a pro football talk headline. Another awkward moment between Packers head coach and quarterback, Colin. Rodgers strong-arming the head coach for on-field personnel decisions. All right. Um, interesting. I would still say that might be uh, an a intro. A little wordy. <laughs> a little wordy again, but it's it's okay. But that's what gets the clicks. Yeah. True. Well, yeah. Florio, Florio is a bad journalist, so you know we'll just roll along with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um all right, I'll go with this. Week 6. Rogers already questioning GM and coaching moves. You see? See see how now I was able to shorten it and I got I threw goot in there too cuz not cuz one he was talking about reps. Two you know, he was he, earlier on. He was talking about him not even making the roster. So it's one of those a du- mm, double decker there. Okay. And um, we'll go right into the second one for the week. This is Matt Lafleur talking about the talent and the pass catchers around Aaron Rodgers. What do you like about what he's doing? Because obviously he made things work with what he had last night. We had we counted six drop passes. So he's got to get help. I don't care what quarterback in this league. You got to get help from. Your supporting cast as well. Okay, so I did cut that clip a little bit short. Matt said a little bit beforehand, so he didn't just immediately go negatively. But you know, we got to spin it for the Florio negative side here. So I'll go first. I'll say this: This is my pro football talk headline. Matt Lafleur doesn't believe Rodgers can carry an offense any longer. Mm. See now you're kind of it's it's once again building up this tension, 
and then it's creating tension that's not there. That's not there. Shot at Rogers. And Rogers has kind of accepted this role anyways, where he's more of a game manager, but now it's like, okay, Matt is talking down to Rogers and his gameplay. So, I don't know. I I think I summed it up pretty good there. I kind of went, I'm kind of going a different direction. Um, Matt LaFleur publicly begging the front office to bolster the receiving core. That works. That works. Because it, you know, he says, you're supporting, you need help from your supporting cast. Yeah. Sending, sending smoke signals. Yeah. And where, again, creating tension that does not exist. And this is more anti-Packer than just anti-Rogers here. Because, you know, and this is a good, you know, he, Mike Florio also, he did, he loved bringing up the Mike McCarthy Rogers thing. And now with the whole organizational structure structure and how that's kind of changed too. This is getting back into that. So Mm -hmm. I I do like that. All right. And we will just hop into the preview for the next game against the Raiders at Lambeau field, uh, Sunday at noon. Nooner. Yep. Kyle and I will both be at this game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Get excited. Um, I don't know. (laughs) What uh, what do you th- what do you think of the Raiders? I I hope this I haven't looked at the lines yet, but I feel like this I feel like the Raiders aren't as bad as yeah I saw it opened at six and a half points, and then as of a few hours ago, it was already down to six. Yeah. So sharps and the public must actually it looks like it opened at seven, and it's already down to six. So a full point in less than twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah, Money's I going towards the Packers. Yeah, I guess I haven't paid attention too much to the Raiders this year. I feel Oakland's like, coming off a bye. They just have some really weird. Well, I don't believe in Derek Carr. You know, their rookie running back. He seemed to be producing pretty well when they feed him. But you know, Gruden's this kind of throwback coach, and maybe he is going to look to run it down our throat at Lambeau. But I mean, more than any other game this year, maybe, maybe the Broncos. But I. So they we better not lose this game. The, yeah, I that's because, but again, the Raiders have they have some some two quality wins. So they opened up the year against the Broncos and won. Went to Kansas City or at home, got blown out by the Chiefs. Went on the road to Minnesota, got blown out, and then went into a sneaky good Indianapolis team. Yeah, and beat them, and then in London beat Chicago, which is great yeah. for us, but. Maybe they've just got that structure like the Vikings of late where they beat the bad teams or, you know, the kind of 500 and lower teams, yeah. but they can't beat the good ones. Colts and Bears, though, those are, I mean, those two I don't know. So I, just... I, I don't think the Bears are going to be very good this year. I think their their time's kind of yeah, up Akeem for the season. Hicks just went on IR. Yeah, I I, that's, that. huge. that's huge. That's at least eight weeks, too. And I don't know. I, I'm not even sure what the Raiders have on defense. I guess we did play them in the preseason, and they, kind of, they had that come from behind victory, which was kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I just I kind of feel the same way I did about going into the Denver game where right I just I really but am I not lacking lesser. any sort of confidence. Yeah. yeah, they're even even lesser than than Denver. Um, it'll be in, I I yeah I would just be shocked if they lost this game. Yeah, because th- they're a team now too that that are in transition. Uh, Reg- Reggie McKenzie, the old uh, GM, who obviously Mike Mayock is now the GM for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, McKenzie was a former Packer guy, so now they're kind of, you know, going into this next phase with with the organiz- organization as a whole. Where I I can't think of many faces that this team has. They have 
Waller, the tight end, who's had a pretty good yeah. year. So maybe that'll be their what they're going to do is try to move through the tight end and and the running back. But Josh Jacobs, he's he's a stud, and mm-hmm. I think yeah, if they if they can keep Josh Jacobs, and if last night is any indication, they're fully capable of doing so. Yeah, of holding him down, and if we got Jair, I think their number one is Tyrell Williams. Yuck! Yeah, I mean, if Jair Antonio can hold Brown, him down, I, down, I really don't see how they move the ball that well. Yeah, this will be. And we've we've said it, but if we if we score first, I have no doubt we're going to win this game. It's going to be one of those where I, I was, last night too with the Lions, they went up seventeen nothing. You don't feel good, but it, this is a team that's set up the Green Bay Packers to get a lead and then not relinquish it throughout the yep. game. Where the defense gets comfortable, you and... want to get have their you know the the Smith brothers with their ears pinned back going after the quarterback, and that's the recipe for success for this team. Yep. So I don't know, I don't know what to predict. It's a real bummer that we weren't able to continue the scoring production, um, as we had all the other weeks where we always scored more points and we only put up twenty three. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll do it this week. It looks like the weather should be good too. A nice fall um, fall afternoon. I saw rain. Let me check. I saw rain yesterday, but now it's looking like sixty and clear. So hopefully that's what happens. I. It would be nice to have one of those kind of shit kickers at Lambeau. So I'm gonna guess. You know, I'll I'll go with my guess from last week. I'm gonna say sixteen thirty five Packers. Okay, not bad. I'm gonna go thirty one fourteen. Good guys. Okay, yeah, you're. Yeah, I forgot you do you do the numbers backwards. But uh, yeah, we'll be at the game. Um, I guess I don't know if I should throw this out there, but I'm going to. If if you want to find us at the game, I'm sure that we have hundreds of thousands of fans that are listening. Yeah, to the uh, to the what I think the last numbers we saw was 1.5 million downloads yeah. on the last episode. On the last, and that was instant instant downloads. So, so. and we have yeah that we didn't check in. This is as of last Thursday, so it might be up to like 2.5. Yeah, we are million. we are the number one podcast in Australia. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Borvan Avenue. So right out, it's it's a couple blocks from the stadium. It's where we tailgate. Um, can you check us out? Yeah, you'll you'll find us. If, if someone finds it, that would be great. You will go down as the number one PMP pod. We'll have plenty. Of all we'll time. have plenty of beer for you. Yep. Uh, but with that, uh, we'll we'll sign off for this week. Uh, Danny Brown, please don't sue us. Came from the store where hot dogs got pulled right up in the same pot. Oh, cup the rock went front, flipping on mats to flipping them sacks, hide and seek some spots to out of we sell crack. Facts, warm drugs was a chess game, was a pawn, guns drawn on my front lawn. Just a young nigga staring down the corner, checking out the hustlers with the latest kicks on them. No a nigga won't. Mama ain't got it. Walking up a school line, but she know about it. I was just a young nigga, know what I was at it for. Jumped off the porch, but really I wasn't ready for it. Get up off the hood, find a way out. Wrap out my own, even death or jailhouse. Wanna get away from all this stress. But me, mama just wanted the best. Cause ain't no next life, so now I'm trying to live my best life. Living my best life. Cause ain't no next life, so now I'm trying to live my best life I'm living my Let best life be the past, like a bitch with a ass Left you for a nigga with cash Came back ass fatter, looking better than ever Talking about getting back together 
Nigga, I'm about to smash. I'm a bad witch in my car. Used to blow up the toilet. After lockdown in the county. Smoking squares on my bucket. You the type to cry and yell out turn. Not supposed to be here dead like weekend at birth. Used to bag up the weed and live off of the cup. By myself in the spot and I never got lumped. You can ask all of my home Caught the bus with some stacks And I kept the heat around me Cause ain't no next life So nothing